back at the part where yeah, start back at the part about you know your dick, Adam and Eve. Okay, and Adam and so Eve in Ad, at Adam and Eve, they have this uh, this cast thing where you can cast and make um, your body parts like sculptures. And um, let's just say that some young lady has a uh, life size statuette of uh, John Henry. Um, Who the fuck mantle. is John Henry? Why did I was supposed to ask it? I'm you sorry. were not I, supposed I'm to sorry. ask. I need I'm you sorry. to edit that part I, yeah, out. I, no, I'm sorry. Who okay? the fuck is John Henry? Yeah, yeah. who, who the fuck Henry? is John Henry? Oh, John. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about John Henry. <laughs> John Henry is um, is what I call my uh, my best friend, my bow, my buddy, my. Um, I thought I was your best friend, and my name is Keisha. I mean, not not you know, we're close, but me and John, we've. Really close. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, it's my penis. And um, I call him John Henry. I named him after John Henry. If you know the story of John Henry, John Henry was a slave who used to dig tunnels in mountains for trains. Like when trains come through and they had to go through a mountain, they used to use men to dig out the hole. So, <laughs> dig out the hole. So, anywho... John Henry was the strongest of all men that could do that. And one day, a guy came in. He was like, the machines are taking over. Listen, listen, listen. Can You're you going to tell the whole John no, 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 Henry story? No, no, no. tell the whole so John Henry story. he said, so, you know, uh, the man with the machine said, hey, we can do the job of 10 men, you know. And they were like, Psh. John Henry was like, man, fuck that. I got this. So him and the machine battled going, digging through this mountain. John Henry grabbed up two axes, two pickaxes, ching, 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 going to get it. And the machine just going to get it too. Back in those days, you know, it was smoke and mm-hmm. shit. So, oh, you know, so. Gas and shit. Yeah. yeah. So, the end of the story is that John Henry beat the machine, but he died at the end. He had a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> 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 but that's what you the, but that's what I, y'all get. I named him John Henry due to the simple fact that you know what I'm saying. When I get into those caves, I am strictly digging and digging and digging. So, John Henry, yeah, he's single, y'all. Mm. Yes, I am. Because we don't go together. Yeah, because we, me and Keisha, don't go together. And, and figuratively, it dies at the end. Figuratively. Yeah, how Hedaya, f- right how, at the end. How the fuck did we allow him to get in? No, the we're not done. We're not. Story. We're not done with the story yet. Oh yeah. So apparently he goes to. Oh, um, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. He 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 gets dragged. No no to no no no. I don't get dragged to do anything. I do these Adam things. and Eve. I do these things because I'm adventurous, and so she we go to Adam and Eve and we see this thing and it's like oh, and I was joking. I'm like, you know, you like my dick forever. And she was like, that's funny. Yeah, let's, let's get it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's get it. So you take this cast and, you, you know, it's just like making a real cast. You have to sit up there and you have to, you know, she put it on my joint. And, you know, but, but, but the hard thing about it is, is keeping hard. hard thing. You know what I'm saying? The hard thing about it is keeping it hard because, you know what I'm saying? Because you're just sitting there, you know, you know, wait for this thing to, you know, make a mold of your of your penis so i'm sitting there you know i'm like yo you got to do something you know you got to keep me going you feel me because you know something you know rub my nipples or you know something or something like that and uh so that was very interesting 
And um, and so there's a woman out there that has. So wait, I have a question. So is it like um, a malleable mold or is it like a statue? It's like a statue. Like after you finish doing what you're doing and 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 filling the, the, the stuff up, it's like a, a a statue. Like we had to sand it and all that shit. You know what we I'm saying? We had to sand it. So there's some woman that in her storage has a mold, a statue. Right, because of your probably, motherfucking dick. She's probably married now. Yeah, yeah. really. She can't show yeah. that chick. She, had, she probably had to throw your dick in the trash. No, mm. she probably just took the top off, put flowers on it, and make it look like a vase. No, nah, with veins in it, though. I mean, it's a very articulate, articulate vase. Or should I say vase? <laughs> <laughs> What's good? It's your man C. Perry Elysia II, and welcome to Straight to Tape. Y'all know what it is. Unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues, it's Straight to Tape. Now, of course, I am only just one-third of Podcast and Stretcherous 3. First, of course, my man, the nefarious one himself, the comedian Tico. What is good, my man? Well, you know, people talk about it. I live it. Every day. Every day? Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah, ain't no V in there whatsoever. No, ever. You know, blacks will take a V out of anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They will, take, they will take a V out of everything. But anyhow, we'll talk about that later. Of course. Because I have a... And of course, the first lady of S2T, the quintessential hip hop mom, Keisha with a Y. What's up, baby girl? Hey, y'all. I've got lots of hip hop moms to tell you stuff to tell you about. <laughs> now, of course, uh, you can catch straight to tape on all of our podcasting platforms. We are Apple Podcast certified. Uh, you can catch us on Google Play, you know, for all of our Android fam. We are streaming on Spotify. You can also catch us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Radio Public. And you can also like and share our social media, Twitter, IG, and Facebook straight to tape. And make sure you just make sure you make sure you subscribe uh, to you know our show so you can catch the latest and the greatest of straight to we tape. We got some good stuff coming. Always, always. And if you just happen to see us on the street, just tap us on the show and say hi. You know we are live people. Yeah, yeah. I am not a robot. <laughs> And I did, then I identify all these street signs in this in this um five by five post. <laughs> right, right. And, and of course, you know, we got to send a shout out to our sponsor, the Popcorn Shop, where great taste what pop 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 pops. Now, you know, they have three brick and mortar locations. There is one in Mebbin, North Carolina. Uh, there is one in Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, as well as Goldsboro, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, if you're not local, then um, 
jump on over to the website, thepopcornshop-com. That is thepopcorn-s-h-o-p-p-e.com. As always, the popcorn shop where great taste pop pops pops pops. Now, uh, of course, and this is something that we really enjoy. We are not alone today. Of course, you know we have our our man, the social media assassin, Rob Barron. What's up, big man? Man, listen, man. I'm in the building. I'm the social media assassin, aka Rob Rude. The sometimes why of straight to tape. I'm here. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? And we have once again a special guest along with us. Okay. We're talking about a producer, a hot producer. We're talking about a radio personality. And we are talking about a radio owner. Hot 97.9 in Raleigh, North Carolina. My man, D.Y. Nasty. What is good, D.Y.? Yeah, I'm in the building. What's happening? What's happening? You know what I mean? Yo, this is kind of like a reunion of sorts, okay? Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, because, you know, back in the day, you know, Freestyle Fridays yeah. at, at a certain radio station. It's legendary. Legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary show uh, with our social media assassin and with D.Y. But see... You gotta, you gotta back up. He wasn't Rob Rude then. No, he no. was Big Rob then. Big Rob, Big you know what Rob. Right, 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 right. No doubt. Yeah. Hey. Well, glad to have you on the show with us today, and we're gonna kick it with Dy today. Yeah. You know, in regards to you know his humble, humble, his humble beginnings. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, we're gonna, t- you know, we're gonna talk about the label joint. Yeah. Okay, and we're gonna talk about the main thing he is doing today. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, as you guys know, you know, we like to start the show off, you know, talking about, well, bringing up things we don't want to talk about, you know, just so just flat out. We ain't going to talk about it. So, uh, first lady, what you ain't going to talk about today? So in a flight from somewhere to Miami, Mm -hmm. there is... A video circulating of a woman and a man, a Latin couple, who are arguing. It's not really arguing. Like, she's fucking cussing him out. Like, when the news plays the clip, I needed to go back to the original clip to, to I guess, grasp the gravity of what's going on. Because this is what you hear in the news, like on the local news or national news, when they play this video. You, you, and you stupid, that's what you hear. She's cussing this dude out so fucking bad. I don't know why or what happened. I can't confirm from what I think I read from a couple of posts or articles. Like he looked at another woman and she started going off and he was ignoring her, which made her extra, extra mad. So they're boarding this plane in Miami to go to LA. They're from LA, right? She is cussing him the fuck out so bad that four airplane personnel are standing right there and then at one point they say sir come with us he's like okay so he like he's in the inside (laughs) 
he's in the inside seat and she's in the outside seat. And he's like, all right. So he stands up and she's like, oh, you going to go with them? He's like, yes, you're abusing me. She's like, oh, I'm abusing you. I'm abusing you. I'm abusing you. So he finally like escapes her grasp and is walking escorted by um, airplane personnel. This bitch takes a laptop and overhead hits this dude on the back of his head as he's walking with airplane personnel. Um, WWE style. Right, like WWE chair. Picture that, but it's a laptop. Apparently the laptop bounces off of his head and hits uh, one of the airplane personnel and another and a passenger, right? Must have been a ThinkPad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> thick. Them uh, shits are thick. You would have thunk it, right? So um, he goes on about his business, escorted by um, the stewardess, sis, stewardess, sis, 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 and um, so they stop her, and like a man, like a, a steward or a pilot or somebody, stops her. And she's like, nah. And so she just turns around in the aisle. She's like, I'm getting my purse. And she gets her shit out of the overhead bin. She has a little book bag in her purse. And then she is walking, like, to leave the plane. And the steward's like, no, you're going to get charged with assault. She's like, yeah, whatever. And so she walks on her about her business. The bitch got away. Like, there was a delay in the time it took for between the altercation itself, like, when it got, like, abusive and when they call the airplane personnel call the police so she just gone so husband is these people are married supposedly husband is not going to press charges and the two people the stewardess and the other passenger because this is a connecting flight right right the other passenger aren't going to press charges so she fucking got away with it like in plain Sight. Well, due to the simple fact they were probably in airplane mode, they probably couldn't call. <laughs> 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 they probably couldn't call anybody. And I say all that <laughs> shit to say this. My boys are both certified black belts. Never will they endure this abuse. After the bitch hit you on the head with a laptop, it's self-defense. Yeah. But it's I, self-defense. It's self-defense at that point, right? True, yeah. true. But at the same time, I do have to compliment the husband on one thing because, yeah, I'm sorry. Bro, look abused, okay? And the fact that he did not, you know, he did not act on the fact that he was being abused, okay? And, you know, come on, some guys out there would, you know, uh, you know, want to throw hands, okay? No. No, no. You don't want to do that. That's, what, you, I'm telling, look, that's you what, wanna, what I'm telling you. That's look, what I'm telling I'm, you. I'm, I am not about, you know what I'm saying, hitting women, but if you're going to hit them, do it in the privacy of your own home. Everybody has cameras now. You just can't do the things you used to do. You know, back in the 70s and shit, you could smack a chick like that. Like, shut up. And they'll be like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, the best thing is to, uh, to walk away. He did, I mean, they're in, they're in an airplane. It's not too, he couldn't go too far. Yeah, but, but and at least <laughs> and at least he walked away, you know, under the guise of protection. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. In this day and time, you know, um, things are uh, are flip flopping. You know, women are not getting away with so much shit now. You know, what I'm saying. But they're, what I'm telling you is that. All types of shit. <laughs> oh my God. And what I'm telling you is after he was hit with a laptop. Yeah. A fucking roundhouse kick to the throat. That's it. 
That's all. You have the right at that point, right? I mean, As a but man. you're in the airplane. Just, you know, that, that other things could have happened. And plus the optics, you know, if he would have reacted, okay, the 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 optics and the whole story would have shifted. Right. It would not have. It would not have been about you know her abusive language. Okay, mm-hmm. it would not right. have been about her using a laptop, i.e., a weapon. Mm-hmm. Okay, using a weapon on her husband. Okay, it would have been about yo. He just knocked the hell out of her. Right, exactly. exactly. That's what yeah. I was saying. So, if it if he was in the if she was in the the middle of the act of hitting him with a laptop, and he defended himself and he reached his hand up and tried to block it, and just so happened to uppercut her, then that might have been a different story. But after the fact, and he and he would have turned around and then slapped the shit out of her. Then, as P said. It would have been all about oh, yeah. his reaction. Mm. The whole story would have shifted. Right. He would have been thrown under the bus. All kinds of stuff would have happened. But Rob, Rob, what what would have been worse? Okay, uh, would it would a uppercut would would have been worse? Okay, or would the you know open hand slap to the mouth would that have been worse? Think uh, about the optics. Think about the optics. The optics. Uh, maybe an, an uppercut would have been worse, possibly because close uh, fists. Yes, a closed fist, right? An open-handed smack would have been, it would have been bad, but and disrespectful. Like, like I knew this dude, man. His name was Greg Brown. Oh, you and, gonna name um, him? Yeah, man, Greg Brown's just my man. Okay, but you know, he was known to slap people. Like, you know, like he was a big dude, but he was known to slap people. And there's nothing like getting slapped. Like when a when another man slaps another man, the first. Reaction like when somebody punches you, like oh shit, let's get ready to brawl. When somebody smack you, like damn, did he really fucking smack me? You know what I'm saying? Because you got that delay. Like, did he really fucking smack me and shit? Because you got to think about that. Yeah, you got to yeah. think about that shit. Right. You know, because when somebody punches you, like oh shit, I'm ready for the fight. Let's get it on. But you know, like really, you fucking open hand smack the shit out of me. Really, you know. That, so that's a level of disrespect. But look here, man. Let me tell you, I had a, I had a story about this chick. She uh, back in the day. Uh, she came to my house, and we're still friends, and she came to my house, and uh, we were dating, and we broke up, and she wanted her pictures back. You know, back in the days when girls used to give you pictures before Instagram and all that. She didn't want her penis back. No, you know, she, she said she wanted her pictures okay, back. Okay, one down. It, it was, it, one it, down. It was, Mark that one off the list. It, it, was just a, it was just, you know, one of those things where, you know, I still want to be with you, Tico, but you know, blah, 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 blah. But she was like, give me my pictures back. I, was, I started laughing. I said, man, come on. We'll fuck around with my pictures. Did, and, uh, did let me take those pictures? Huh? No, no, let me okay, didn't take his okay, pictures. Okay. He was just, you know, regular, oh, just I pictures. I mean, that's not a clue. No, no, but Lemmy you know. took everybody's pictures. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so <laughs> she uh, came to my house. She's from, um, <laughs> she's from Middlesex. And uh, I said no and laughed, and she pulled out a switchblade. So... Oh, no, I'm sorry, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not a switchblade, it was a box cutter. It was a box cutter. She pulled out a box cutter. She was going to cut you because he didn't so, get back. in that doing time, you know, my mother has always told me that you know, it's never nice to hit a woman. It's never nice to hit a woman. But at this particular time and moment, when she pulled out that box cutter, she moved from lightweight to heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty much. She moved from lightweight to heavyweight. So, she, she, she... Reached like she was about to cut. Two-piece, pow, jab to the damn jaw. She's knocked out, unconscious, in the motherfucking damn driveway. My mother comes outside, says, boy, if you don't pick that girl up and bring her inside for somebody to see her. 
I'm your mother. So, That's me, yo. Uh, I'm sitting here lugging this, you know what I'm saying, lifeless body, you know what I'm saying, into the house and shit. You know, my mom puts some stuff on her, on her nose, and she just wakes the fuck up, like, what the fuck didn't happen? And my mom, like, you probably just need to go. You know what I'm saying? So I've never yeah. been knocked out before. But I'm just saying, that was the first and the last time that I've ever done that, and I am exactly with you. So, yeah, he did great. Moral of the story. Um, Keep your fucking hands to yourselves. Basically. We said that before. Basically. Yes. Basically. They must not listen to our show. <laughs> Yo, Tico. Yo. What you ain't gonna talk about, bro? Well, what I don't wanna talk about is some real crazy shit. Uh, there's this black rag doll that was pulled from the stores in New Jersey mm-hmm. um, due to the simple fact that it was real racist. Um, the thing about this doll is that you were, it was meant to use as a stress reliever. I'm a reliever, excuse me. Uh, so what you do is it has instructions. As a matter of fact, it's called the Feel Better Doll. That's what it's called, the Feel Better Doll. The Feel Better Doll. Right. So it's introduced. What it is is you, it tells you that you're supposed to whack it or whatever things you want to do with this doll to get out frustrations you're supposed to use to get out this frustration. But they only have a black one? No, they have other dolls. But the the the, the, the they have other dolls like uh, puppies and all that other crazy shit. But the crazy thing about this doll is it is... Jet black, hmm. multicolored hair, like, you know what I'm saying? When I say black. City girls. When I say black, dog, I'm talking like, you know what I'm saying, in the heat of the night, Virgil black. You feel me? <laughs> 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 I'm, talk, I'm talking black, dog. And so it was pulled from the shelves um, because of that. And, uh, you know, they were like, this is real racist and, and blah, blah, blah. And, and when you look at the doll, Wait, you know, it is. It's, it's, I just, just want right. to understand correctly before I comment. Mm-hmm. There are other dolls in this same line, right? But they pulled this one because it's black, black. Oh, black. oh, oh, oh! Looky here. Yeah, uh, it's black. It's all black. That is that is straight coonery. It's a straight coon. It's a straight coonery. It's a straight coonery doll. Is it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so, really black. And so you just take. Well, that's because my screen is off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, fucker <laughs> is you know it was pulled. It was pulled because of you know of, of that. It's like you take this black doll or this black baby doll and you can pull it, throw it against the wall, and get all the frustration out as you want to. So, but there are other dolls that look different than that one, right? Puppies, fluffy puppies, puppies, puppies. No I, other I, people. I, 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 There's I, I, not I, I like a white see, doll. No, they didn't. They didn't have a white doll in this particular store. I don't believe. Hmm. But they had they had dog versions of this doll. Well, you, you know, just little stuffy up. things. It's like I guess it's, you know the, the feel better doll. I guess we're gonna have to little go online and really check things. this thing out, man. Because yeah. yeah. Uh, it is fucking bananas. So we're abusing animals and black people. All right, that's been going over a while. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, Lord, Lord. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, I don't know why white people keep making these fucking And the crazy thing. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> and the crazy thing I mean, about. Just put it to bed. Just <laughs> stop the, doing it. The motherfucker was so like a dollar, like a dollar store, like a dollar tree or something like mm, that. Dollar tree. So it was like, you know. Mm-mm. Get a get a black for cheap and beat the shit out of them, like slavery days. So <laughs> they couldn't up the price and put it in a better store. I would say Toys R Us, but Toys R Us isn't around anymore right now. For right now, for right now, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. So wow. Yeah. 
So I don't want to talk about that because, you know, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Media Assassin. Yes, sir. Uh, what you don't want to talk about, bro? Well, um, man, listen, I refuse to talk about this bullshit right here. This this uh, thing that actually happened in our backyard uh, this past week, um, the uh, second to last week of July, the year of our Lord, 2019. <laughs> I forget exactly which day. <laughs> it was the last Tuesday. It was the last Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whatever day that was. Uh, guess what? Huh? Go it up. <laughs> On a Tuesday. <laughs> so. I'm going to the rough side of the mountain. Right. <laughs> so this bullshit that happened at the, uh, at the Bonefish Grill in North Hills. Oh. Where this... Uh, this uh, white woman named Nancy Goodman, right, approached a group of black women and was recorded calling them stupid niggers. So, not the GA, okay? Yeah. Not the GA, not the UH, but right. the ER. Right. Mm. Right. Mm. With emphasis. But, I mean, anyway, man, I mean, regardless, man, uh, my whole thing is, I mean, it it was fucked up, of course. But just like I was uh, I was discussing this with uh, a group of my my friends, we were we were actually uh, talking about this on a on a podcast on Anchor. So, you know, uh, shout out to the Shark Tank Real Talk Radio. So we were discussing this and we were talking about. How these racist incidents that keep happening are being recorded for social media. So, I mean, my question, and I want y'all to chime in on this, is, is it, I mean, what does justice look like in this situation? I mean, are, are we seeking justice by recording it or are we just trying to put them on blast? You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I don't think it's justice at all. I do think it is putting them, putting, putting them on blast, okay? Yeah. Uh, because, you know... Okay, taking it back to prior social media days, mm-hmm. okay, uh, an incident like that would happen, okay, but there would be nobody around that can see it, that can, you know, t- talk about it, okay? Only those that were involved and those that were around that were paying attention could talk about it, okay? I mean... Tico, you remember that time we were driving and there was some guy next to us and he was looking cross at us and we were looking cross at him and this motherfucker took his gun out yeah. and put it on the dashboard so that we can see that he had a gun. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if we had a you know if we had a camera phone at that time, you know we could take that picture. We could you know put it online. We could put him on blast. All right. And now with uh, you know, with technology, with social media, we are in a put on blast environment. Now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I have to say, it is being put on blast, but at the same time, there is some justification going on because it doesn't have to bother. It doesn't, you know. Usually, when you see shit and it's in court cases, it's usually these high profile shits, and it never trickles down to the to, to the little man. True, you know what true. I'm saying. So, like you said, there's nobody there to see it. So you have these groups. She said what she said, and even while they were recording, she was dancing around like, "Ah, you you taping me, you taping me, you stupid niggers." You know what I'm saying? And 
I don't know what group it was, found her. You know what I'm saying? Because there's people listen, that there's that type of justice. There's that type of justice that that people will find you mm-hmm. and put you out there on blast. But then if you're working in a, an environment and and this catches wind to where you're working, then you are tied to this establishment. So the establishment will cut you. You know what I'm saying? So right, there listen, is some type of justice. This is my but, whole thing. Know. The girl, one of the girls in the in the video is a is. A, her sister went to middle school and high school with me. So I saw this video when it dropped, right? Less than twenty and less than twenty-four hours, Nancy Goodman was found. Mm-hmm. It was found where she worked or yeah. retired from. She's retired. Right, so she right. doesn't have a job to lose. Yeah. But here's my thing, and I've been saying this since this shit started and other shit before this. White people calling you nigger if you're black. Is not surprising, and the shit doesn't fucking hurt. Be camera ready. Right. Mm-hmm. Maintain your fucking composure. Put them on blast and ruin their motherfucking lives. Exactly. Because yeah. this bitch went on the news the next day. The next day. And doubled down and said she would call the girls and niggas again because it hurt. This shit doesn't hurt. It, it, so it, let's ruin, let's go ahead and ruin your life. If you got a job, you lose it. If you got a scholarship, you lose it. If you got whatever you got. She put out an apology exactly. to her family and friends, exactly. but not the two girls. Yeah. Because her ass is embarrassed right now. Well, she said it I have friends anxiety. that did that have access to do searches on addresses. They found out she got a house in Florida. This shit's on national news. It made it a world star just like that. But I saw it on NBC fucking Colorado the other day. It is on CNN right now. So go ahead, Nancy Goodman. Do what you do. Go around calling black people nigger because you think it hurts. Newsflash. This shit don't hurt me. It's not surprising at all. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't care. This shit makes me so angry. (laughs) Like, I don't care that you call me a nigga, but I'm going to get you on film calling me a nigga. I'm going to ruin your motherfucking life. So kiss my ass, Nancy Goodman. And it's to me, it's kind of it. Oh, shit. Exclamation point. Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of ill, especially when we see the actual victims in this situation, especially when you go on your social media and you know that whole six degrees of social media separation and you realize that the people that were the victims of it are friends of friends of yours on Flavor Facebook. Dave. Right. Uh, Flavor Dave. Yeah, Flavor yeah. Dave. Yeah, that's Flavor Dave's wife. That's uh, Flavor friend. Dave's wife? Sister. No, no sister. sister. Okay. Okay. Right. Wow. His wife's sister. Wow. Yeah. 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 So to your point, Keisha, we have to keep our composure in these situations mm-hmm. because um, now I had in my discussion with my other brothers um, uh, in the Shark Tank, uh, one of my guys was saying that maybe, maybe violence should be on the table because of the fact that these incidents keep happening. In so many words, he, he kind of said that. I kind of like, you know, I kind of like disagree with that because I, 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 to Keisha's point, I, I'm of the school of thought that we need to keep our composure because if, let's say, the, you know, the, the fellas here, let's say we're hanging out and a dude walks up, he's all drunk, some redneck comes up and calls us nigger, right? Now, how would that look in court if we knock him the fuck out, okay, right. for calling us a nigger? How would it look in court if we break his fucking jaw and what was the 
what was the catalyst of it? Oh, he just said something to you, or did he initiate a physical confrontation? We've been in situations like that before, okay? Okay, everybody at this table, okay? I know three of us in particular. We have been in this situation before, okay? And what do we do in that situation? We let it pass, okay? Because we knew what the repercussions would be. Legally. Yeah, legally, legally. Legally. We knew what the repercussions would be if... We're in court in regards to this. It's not going to reflect well on us. Okay. Right. Of I mean, hell, you remember when the cops stopped us and we were playing in the street? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, okay. Oh, yeah. We were motherfucking playing in the street. All right. And and, and even on that point, motherfuckers, I'm not Mexican. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I am not Mexican. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Too funny. Yeah. But yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right, man. Um. You have to keep your composure, man. It's like, you can't, I mean, they've been calling us nigger for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's almost, you know, and and <laughs> my whole thing is this, you know, the only thing that makes me upset about it is that we as um, blacks, we don't have any, like, good curse words to curse back at white folks. I mean, we have cracker and you have peckerwood, but... I mean, if you call a white person to pick a wood now, they'd be like, what the a what? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not <laughs> it's nothing that stings. It's nothing that stings, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying, or rate some 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 white people's stuff. Uh, so, you know, I that's my little joke in that thing. But I'm trying to tell you, man, if if uh, people are starting to think that they can say anything that they want to mm-hmm. say to somebody, and uh and and you just can't. You just can't do that. And like you said before, if you retaliate, it'll look bad on you. Because mm-hmm. number one, you'll be looking like that angry black person mm-hmm. that's screaming and yelling. You know, even when I watched the video, I heard the girls, they were like, oh, word? Oh, my God. That's what you're going to say? That's what, that, that's, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like they, they could have been back, like, well, fuck you, bitch, and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, then they would have looked like a whole bunch of angry black women fussing at this white woman. But they had every right to be angry. But they they have that that, right. That's the whole thing. That's the play play the fucking game. Play the fucking game. That shit don't hurt. I keep my composure. Exactly. I record you doing some dumb shit Mm -hmm. and she knew she was fucking being recorded. She doesn't give a fuck. Like that's the culture that they live in. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying though, I'm saying though, okay, so you're, so, Yes, they they might have the right to retaliate vocally, you know what I'm saying, like that, but at the same token, that's still that, that scene of angry black women, exactly, mm-hmm. of, of angry black women mad at, you know, that whole stem. That's that's what I'm saying. They'll just be, they have that, that stem of just being the, that group of angry black women. So when you look at the clip and then somebody edits the clip, all you see is angry black women screaming at this white woman. And, and at the same time, that's the, you know, that that's the environment and the political culture that we're in right now. Which goes into what I don't want to talk about right now, okay? Uh, and it seems like lately when we're talking about things that we don't want to talk about, I'm the one that's always bringing up 45. I'm the one that's always bringing up the president. Fuck 45 and fuck motherfucking Nancy Goodman. <laughs> Damn. Damn. NWA, I just angry. angry black <laughs> woman right now. But uh, but yeah, forty five. You know, forty five. You know, dropped another verse. Okay. Um, <laughs> yep, he dropped another verse. I mean, well, uh, the 
uh, Representative Elijah Cummings, who, you know, of course is, you know, coming after the president. Well, uh, the president, you know, dropped another verse via his uh, favorite recording uh, environment, which is Twitter. Okay. And, you know, he brought up Baltimore. Okay, which is a part of Elijah Cummings' district. Okay, right. uh, you know, calling it infested. You know, calling it. You know, uh, you know, you know, calling it a place that Elijah Cummings has not done enough to bring up. Okay, um, and it's a uh, it's made the citizens of Baltimore upset. Okay, there was one in particular. Um, a uh, anchor on um, CNN, right, uh, right. Vic, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, Victor Blackwell. Mm-hmm. Okay, who had a real impassioned uh, comment, you know, in regards to the president's tweet. Um, once again, this is no surprise. All right. Uh, I mean, the only reason why the president went after Elijah Cummings is, you know, because you know they're once again and now seriously looking into impeachment inquiry not full-fledged impeachment but impeachment inquiry and when you do an impeachment inquiry that means that everything is brought to the table okay Mm -hmm. so everything can be on full view and especially a lot of things that this president of course does not want to be on full view all right so of course our commander-in-chief who's one of the greatest distractors in chief uh, you know, as some bullies, you know, or, or some people, when you talk about what they're doing wrong, uh, they, you know, they're what, 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 what about you? What about what's going on, going on in your area? Uh, what about how fucked up uh, Baltimore is? Now, let's be truthful here, okay? Especially as you know, especially as black folk. All right, uh, look, I've been talking shit about Baltimore forever i love baltimore okay. yeah 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 i mean i i'll say this you know there are some good things about baltimore but also at the same time yeah you know but you can say that about every yeah, fucking exactly. city exactly yeah. you can say that but you can, you say, can say it about dc you can say it about you can say that about richmond you, you can, can say, say that about, about every all the way down urban area right okay right. but here's my whole thing okay i can say that i can say that no, I'm not going to go down that road. No, I'm going to go down that road. I just road, want okay? everybody, if you decide to go on vacation, fucking book your room at the Baltimore Harbor, um, go to a game, um, do a little bit of gambling if you can, um, go to the, the fucking, they have a great like market downtown well what I'm, that shit. what I'm saying is I, what I'm saying is I can say that and we can say that as people that want to see the area do better okay he's not saying it for that reason okay he never says it for that reason well, okay as it relates to urban areas I mean well, but well, look, you look, look, and look. your father are fucking slumlords like yeah. you got and have always you have you have had lawsuits because you wouldn't update and make well, the required repairs on black and brown people's homes, people to which you rented, like, and, I, and, and, you know, and, 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 and you had cases, you had cases that were with the DOG, I'm sorry, DOJ, um, in regards to just, yeah, in regards to discrimination. You know, in regards to not wanting to rent, not wanting to sell to people of color, 
All right. All you doing is distracting from those that are trying to get your but, yellow ass. But let me, orange. Yo, orange. That's ass, a yellow. Orange, yeah, yellow. That's me. I'm yeah, yeah, that, yellow. Your, Orange ass. Little yellow finger. Yo, let me little tell you. Let me let me, let me let me let me let me tell you, man. <laughs> um, before I saw the uh, the interview with the uh, guy from CNN, mm-hmm. um, I had thoughts of like, yo, this dude really plants seeds. Yeah. And he hit on it so much because when I say these things, people think that I'm, I, you know, they think, well, Tico, you telling jokes and that shit is funny, but no, I, there's there's truth in these jokes. He uses the word infestation Mm -hmm. and he used that shit for so many years you know what i'm saying for so for so long that it's part of his vocabulary like like it's literally like part of his staple so if you if you look at the word infestation you know what i'm saying that means that you know what i'm saying you like he said that's like rodents and rats Mm -hmm. and you know and bugs and shit like the lowest of all lowest of, 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 of 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 species so now he says um infestation of crime infestation of 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 of, of whatever you know what i'm saying so it's like you put these words down and people keep reading these tweets and subconsciously in your mind Mm -hmm. that word is there and all you do is connect that word with blacks and you connect the word what it really means is you know rodents and and infestations of of, of creatures you know i'm saying inhabiting your space i've been in an online battle Oh. With it's in the same area, so there's an article about, and I know not to click on the comments, and I know not to fucking try read the comments. I just I try it's not a headache. to. It's a headache. I had time that day. I don't have time anymore to respond to him. But there was an article posted by like NBC somewhere in the Washington region, and the headline was a happy headline: the first female black owned ice cream shop in the Capitol Heights area. Right. So reading comments here, I was like, congratulations, I'm come by. Yeah, I'm going to slide through. That's my old neighborhood. I live down here. and I'm come up there. Just support you. And there you go, motherfucking one white guy talking about, why does the headline have to be, and this is what I imagine his voice is, why does the headline have to be first black female owned? Why can't it just be a new shop in the in uh, Capitol, ice cream shop in Capitol Heights? No, nigga, fuck you. Okay? <laughs> because... White people always fail to realize the absence of generational wealth and how that generational wealth has helped you and how the fact that your skin is white has helped you. Maybe your family was poor and they always been poor and you're still fucking poor. But the fact that your skin is white does not affect how you progress. But that's been planted in. But that right there has been planted in the seeds from the very beginning. You're right. I mean, because I mean, if if people just realize that it's not about white, black, yellow, whatever, it's about green. And you think that the rich white people really give a shit about the poor white people? Yeah. We're in the same fucking boat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We all trying to pay our bills like you are. We that. all trying to raise our families the best way that we can raise our families. You know what I'm saying? Be proud that our families are doing good shit. That's all we want to do. And when the rich people are like, yeah, you know, blacks are doing this, Hispanics are doing this. And then when poor white people are not getting those breaks, or it, it, because you have to look at yourself. If you're not... If you just, okay, I applied for this job, but I didn't get it. Oh, but they hired a Mexican. Maybe his skills are more better than yours. But they'll never believe that. But they'll never believe that. But they'll never believe that. But that's what I'm saying, though. 
I understand and I get where you're coming from, but there is generational systemic things that are put in place that did not allow. And I've told this before, black people, the only successful generational businesses that we have are fucking funeral homes, man. You look across the country. I pointed him to Wilmington, and I just watched a super dope documentary on what happened in Wilmington back in 1889. Um, Wilmington was a community that believed in diversity. Wilmington was a community where they had integrated government. Wilmington was a community where they had integrated business owners, and a small fucking sect of KKK racists came... It was that is documented as the only coup d'état that ever happened in the United States ever. Yeah. They overthrew the government, killed. the The statistics are are wavery on this point, but between six hundred and two thousand black people, yeah. they killed them. They burned their businesses down, yeah. exiled the black people that were left. Mm-hmm. So there are descendants to this day because that wasn't that long ago. It was less than a hundred. I mean, you know, a little over a hundred years ago. ago. You know what I'm saying? Descendants of the people, the business owners in the area, are like, we don't have what we would have had because y'all burn my my great great. That's it, right? Great great grandparents' business down. They had a successful tailor shop in the middle of the city. Y'all burn that shit down. Okay, but to, uh, on your on that note, when is it the point when African Americans and blacks just say, "Fuck it, you did this. I'm smart enough. I have the I have the means to build and start my own shit." I see I see these young generations coming out and they're doing great things, doing great things. You have people doing, you know, wonderful things that they're doing now than less than what we had before. And I understand what you're talking about. We had shops, we had we had hotels, we had this, that, we had movie theaters and all that other stuff. And and yes, but at this day and time, we can get those things back. We can do those things now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? I, and I understand because there, there's, there's things like with bank loans and shit like that. And, you know, all that shit will, will hinder us, you know, in, in that sense because they're seeing us trying to build up on some other shit. I get that. But you know what I'm saying? There's nothing like we should be like, well, Rob, I know he he's a con- he, he he's a constructor. You know, he does he build houses. I know Perry, he does like lawn work. I know you, you does this that and the other. And so but like we can't just come together and just be like, you know what? Fuck the banks, fuck this that and the other. Let's fucking get this shit together and just build that shit. Yeah, true that. But I'll say I don't really want to talk about that. But look, <laughs> I, but I'll I'll say this for 45, okay? If you want to worry about infestation, Worry about Mar-a-Lago. That's been busted enough times as it relates to infestation. Mm, mm, mm. And that's some, that's some, that's some real. Shots fired downtown. That is some real <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's so, of course, we have our guest here, my man D.Y., who's been doing big things. Look, since the day we walked into Hazardous Records, uh, he, he's, he's been doing big things since then, all right? Uh, D.Y., uh, Take us back to the beginning of those hazardous days, bro. Um, shit, man. Where you want to start? When I first moved in that motherfucker, like, where, how you want? How you? You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, it's a lot to tell, man. Yo, let, let, you know, let's just talk about the genesis of the whole project. Okay. Itself. 
Um, shit. When I, I I started Hazardous a year before I met Big Rob. You know what I'm saying? And shit, man. It, yeah, we was working on a a, 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 a album called. The uh, Annihilation that was 1999. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So damn, we all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you gotta remember, like motherfuckers won't putting out albums and shit in Raleigh, man. Niggas won't doing that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it's like you know, it's safe to say, like niggas started this shit out here almost in 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 a sense. You know what I'm saying? In a sense, not not with everything, but you know, and you know, me and Rob met, then you came along and. Tico came along, you know what I'm saying? And yo, you know, I remember the record, the record we did, Blast Your Radio, Bubba Blast Your Radio, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Oh my so, you know, God. yeah, yeah man, yeah. like it's a lot of memorable moments in that studio, man, you know what I'm saying? Like for real, man. I, I mean, plenty. I mean, when when I knew the talent of producer that we were working with at the time, All right. when we walked in, and uh, at the time it was like um, Usher. All right. This was Usher's second album. Yeah, My okay. Way Remix. Oh my goodness. When my I first My Way. My <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, which which the original My Way is tight. But when you heard this man's version of it, mm-hmm. this man's remix of it, it was like a whole different level type shit, yo. All right. What, yeah, what was going through your mind when you was like, hey, I'm going to take this and I'm going to remix it and I'm going to remix it? Well, you know my what? way. My thing was, Usher was hot uh-huh. at the moment. I'm going to take this motherfucking acapella because, you know, Rob, it, once I got with Rob and I started fucking with the radio and shit, I started getting records from the record labels. Mm-hmm. And, and them motherfuckers fucked around and mailed me. This is when they were shipping vinyl still. Remember That's that, right? right? They were still <laughs> shipping fucking vinyl Damn through the all. fucking UPS. Damn we <laughs> all. Them some bitches shipped me vinyl and then they that that Usher My Way record came out and that motherfucker had an acapella. And the first thing I said to myself was, I'm about to remix this bitch. You know? <laughs> it's <laughs> over. It's over. Yeah. Especially, you know, we had the little mix show going. Mm-hmm. I said, you That's know right. what? Fuck that. It's on. Ain't, ain't nobody gonna know it's not official. I'm like, you know what? It's the it's the Carolina version of yeah. this motherfucker, yo. Fuck right. it. Yeah. And, yeah. and it worked. And, you know I, mean? I mean, whether it was official or not, it was tight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was tight. No that's when, you know, that's when I that's when I knew who I was fucking with. You know what I mean? Okay. But okay. still think about this. Motherfuckers still don't be doing shit like that still to this day. Yeah. Still to this day, you know what I'm saying? You know, niggas are remix. They'll get on the person. They'll get on the famous artist. They get on their beats, mm-hmm. but they won't remix the song. With, with you know what I'm saying? How, how niggas was doing it, man. That shit is all strategic, man. Yo, it's like what you said. When cats used to remix a song, at least the topic <laughs> that they're rapping about matched the fucking song. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's like like okay, here's a track. Let me throw this track on here. Like I heard a track. I can't remember the artist who it was, but all I know it was like a uh uh you know, a, a woman, a chick talking about like, well, if you're going to be with me, blah blah blah, if you want to do this, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. And then yeah. And then when the motherfucking damn and then when the motherfucking rapper then came in, he was like, you know, I'm selling coke. You motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I got, I, you know, I'm in, I'm in Belize. You know what I'm saying? I'm in your knees. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 you know? I'm like, damn, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck does that got to do with what the hell she was talking about? The only thing that 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 kind of put it together, he was like, I take it to, I take it shopping. I'm like, well, damn, is that part of the relationship? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, this used to be a time, you know. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a damn dope ass remix because mm-hmm. the shit, motherfucker, it matched the song perfectly, yeah. and it and it went with you know what I'm saying, what she was talking about, and it stayed on topic, and you know. And like you said, man, that's a fucking lost fucking art, man. I mean, you know, I I can't say that I've heard a remix lately that I have been just like, damn, I like that remix better than I do the original fucking song. But are people even doing remixes anymore? True. Uh, you feel me? Not true uh, remixes. Yeah. Not true. Not not, remix, not real yeah. true remixes. Because yeah. you used to get like three or four different types of remix. You would get a house mix, or you would get a fucking. You would get a house mix. Yeah. yeah you get a house mix. You get a fucking bring dirty back, south mix. You get a New York style mix, and you get a whole a West Coast type shit. Nah, they don't do that no more, man. They don't do that. The fucking maxi single, man. Niggas don't even do the. You remember Rob the Aviates. The AV8 record. Motherfuckers don't even do that shit no more. And you got it sometimes, yo, what motherfuckers don't realize is the fucking AV8 remix will blow up bigger than the fucking regular songs. The DJs will play that shit more. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It absolutely will because I don't know what the fuck. Like, 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 like think, think about this. I'm gonna give you the. I need you like examples, song examples. Yeah, perfect example. Mm -hmm. This is this is the most biggest example I can give you. Take Faith Evans, Be Faithful. Mm -hmm. Fat Man Scoop, Be Faithful. Mm -hmm. Which one do you hear more? Exactly. The AV8 blew up bigger than the fucking song did. You know what I'm saying? Sure did. Sure did. Ah, man. And uh, so, you know, from those times at at Hazardous, okay, especially when the two of y'all linked up, Mm -hmm. uh, that being our social media assassin, Rob Barron, at that time known as Big Rob. I still still answer to it, man. That's what I know you as. Right. Now, because, uh, you know, because I remember when, you know, he was doing Friday nights and Saturday nights because I used to be up there trooping it with him mm-hmm. uh, doing Friday nights and Saturday nights. Uh, look, still give this man the credit for breaking ruckus records. Oh, in yo. The triangle area. I'm, that's okay? a good point you touched on. <laughs> Rob turned me on the ruckus records. Bro. Wow. wow. All, all, when that, when that, what was that? Sound bombing one and two? Yes. He put me on that shit, yo. Yes. And, and let me tell you something right now. In my motherfucking car right now, uh-huh. in my van, I'm driving the radio station van outside. Uh-huh. On a flash drive, I have sound bombing one and two MP3s nice, on that shit right nice, now, yo. Nice, the shit nice. with common, that the, the what's that one that common? You know And at that time, we yeah. And at that time, at that time, yeah. And at that time, did not have a radio edit for it, so Rob would actually have to have to edit it. On, on the fly, the fly. I'd have to actually yeah. Uh, edit. Yeah, he'd sit there, and yep. hit the buttons. Yep. I remember. Yo, yep. I remember all that shit. He'd be like, yep. he'd be like this. Yep. <laughs> I remember all that this shit, yo. Baby's you know what I'm saying? Genius. Yo, listen. One thing about Rokas, what I respected with Rokas Records is they, 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 they definitely put out a lot of good real hip hop, but mm-hmm. they took risks with artists like you know what I'm saying that you would never take a risk with, and yep. and, and the shit worked, man. Mm-hmm. You know yep. what I'm saying? Which yep. which are most deaths, which are shit. Let, yeah, me, let me ask you. Uh-huh. So it was it was um, just a, a disease in the '90s for basically record companies taking advantage of Word. dope ass artists like and they were dope ass artists then but they've been like they're revered today yo was rockets like that yeah, they, they were, yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. It, there's there's a balance right yeah you as a record company going to be about your business but you're also going to be about your people of course of yeah. course were of they course. were they not because we will mention i will not mention 
Um, the only thing I knew about Rogers Records just to keep it up, they 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 did take risks on their artists, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't I know they were distributed by who who were they? I think they were with uh, uh, Sony was it Sony? Sony. I think it was, was it Sony. I'm not sure. With Luna Universal, it was either Sony one mm-hmm. one of them, and I and you know you know just as things went down, I know they ran out. It's something about some they ran out of money or yeah. some shit, but they had one artist right that could exist right now. That motherfucking Rozelle. That 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 was your yeah. shit. That, that, to, all I know. That's a you know what I yeah. mean? Shout yo, shit. shout out to the homie Rozelle. No doubt. Rozelle, yeah, that's, that's family, uh-huh. actually. That's family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And right now, you know what? Like on my station, what I do is I play two, th- two to three throwbacks an hour. Mm-hmm. Not your typical Pac and Biggie. Corporate throwback, no, 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 no. I really throw it back, like on some, we need, some, we need you to go back and introduce that whole thing. You oh, just oh, yeah, we gonna go back. We, my uh, station, yeah, we gonna go back. We gonna go back. What the but, fuck is you but, talking about? But I just want to say one thing. I had the clean version of that shit on vinyl. Mm. I don't even have the vinyl. I can't find a clean version of that shit nowhere, yo. Wow, nowhere. Yeah, it's funny because when I think, yeah, I. When I think of you, okay, especially from the beginning, one MC that I think about that was your favorite at the time, because you used to always tell us he was your favorite. Who was that? And from time to time, I have to go back, okay, and listen to some of his stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. But you were like one of the biggest McGruff fans I've oh, ever yeah, known. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay? I fuck with that nigga, yo. Yes. Yeah. When he went during yes. his time, yeah. hell yeah. That was my shit, yo. That yeah. was my shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> For real, yo. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, me and DY had a really good run Word. there on radio with, with the Friday Night Freestyle, man. Word. And you know, we took, man, we took a lot of risks, man. You know what I mean? Um, you, nigga, look, you took a risk with me, nigga, putting me on the air, playing <laughs> by, you know, we, yo, listen, with mixes and hey, everything, yo. This, and, and but you, this dude made my show, though. Yeah, you see no, what I'm saying? No, he did, yo, because look, man. Look, look, me and Rob, me and Rob, Rob go back like you know, like you know, like you know, like it's, it's like thirty years. Exactly, man. exactly. And you know, I remember when he made the move from, you know, when you when you were doing that, you know, love the R and B. Yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah, the R and B station. Yeah. yeah, when he made that move over to hip hop and R and B. Okay, you know, he always wanted to make sure that his show was not only tight but authentic. Okay, mm-hmm. and when you two hooked up, okay, you know that took his show and that drive for him to be authentic up to a next level. Okay? No doubt, he did. So, you know, weekends weekends was y'all, right? Okay, weekends was y'all at a time when, especially with that local radio one station, mm-hmm. where you know hip hop was was what they were going towards but at the same time they didn't know exactly what they they were doing right and, man and let me i'm sorry rob to interject here i remember Uh-oh. listening to rob and his very white voice <laughs> doing the old <laughs> doing the old slow jams joint back in the days yes, and um, let me tell you what this dude would do on the slot okay now you know I would listen to the show if I had a young lady and I was listening to some R&B shit, but I would listen to him just 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 because his ass was stupid. Let me tell you. <laughs> now, just just imagine, just imagine in that day and time and you're listening to all this slow music that's going on and you know, you hear the, you know, and then all of a sudden 
you just hear Slum Village. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You hear Slum Village, you know what I'm saying? Taint it. Or mm-hmm. you hear fucking, you know, you know, he play hip hop, but it be so, it be so lovey dovey, but so dope, you be mm-hmm. like, he really got away with that. While, while, <laughs> at the, while at the same time, won't nobody, won't nobody playing company flow on the radio? No company flow okay, on the radio y'all. whatsoever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember Dy was like, "Yo, I don't understand this beat. The, the fire, the fire in which you burn beat mm-hmm. from Company Flow was so weird." Mm-hmm. But we used to rock that every Friday night, and that, that was one of the times where I had to sit there and. And you know, actually mm-hmm. manually edit the joint. You know, what I'm <laughs> live, live on the fucking air. Don't get it fucked. Live on the air, dude. A couple times it slipped through, though. Mm-hmm. Dy, a couple times it slipped through. But uh, man, that's one of the things, man. We took a lot of risks on that show, and and it and it worked for a while, man. It worked yeah. for a long time, yeah. And until the the corporate structure structure finally kicked in, finally yeah. kicked in, and it victimized our show, man. You know what I'm saying? It got you know the corporate thing just kind of. You know, it, it, and I, I'll tell y'all the story. I'll go ahead and get into the story, man. I mean, it was just one Friday night, man. Uh, I was playing. I might have been playing Company Flow, and and it and it, it worked because we would put it in the mix in the midst of we had like segments. I play like some underground stuff, and man, Dy come in and play some Go Go, or he come in and play some House. Mm-hmm. We tried to cater to everybody. Yeah, you know, we, we catered to the head nod, backpack, you know, you know, people. Everyone. You know, what I'm saying the abstract people with company flow mm-hmm. stuff like that, man. And so one, it was a ra- it was a record rep that just happened to be riding through uh, town one night, and he was listening to the show, and he called up. The program director at the time, me and DY's program director at the We're time. We're going to leave him nameless right We're going to leave right? him nameless. Yeah. So he called the program director and was like, now, now mind you, <laughs> now, let me say that point for a minute. Uh, so he called the program director and was like, why are they playing all this underground shit? You know what I'm saying? Now, mind you, our program director hardly ever listened to our show. That's why. Ever. We, that's ever. how. Ever. Now, he's the program director, but he never listened to our show until this record rep called him. That's why, why me and DY's show was so authentic for such a long time, because the program director never fucked with us mm-hmm. until this record rep called him and exacted his influence on the program director. Yep. Now, mind you, record reps, record reps aren't supposed to have influence on radio program directors, right? Not supposed to. Not supposed Not to. Not supposed to. But we all know what happens. Mm-hmm. And basically, our program director was like, who, why, you know, uh, well, the record was like, you know, why are you playing this all, all this underground shit? So program director pulled me into the office and was like, yeah, man, um, heard you were playing some real, you know, unknown underground shit on the Friday night show. Then remember, DY, that's when we had to start following a playlist for the show. Playlist, protocol, mm-hmm. all that bullshit. Yeah. So when DY would do the mixes, you know, uh, sometimes he would do it live, sometimes he would pre mix them. Mm-hmm. We had to follow a playlist, man. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 not too long after that, it was the end of the Friday Night Freestyle, bro. Not too long after that. That's when, that's when corporate kicked in. Yep. That's exactly all that when corporate, corporate bullshit, yo. Yeah. yeah. Now, D.Y., now I know when, uh, you know, when Rob mm-hmm. you know, left the local Radio 1 station, you stayed on for a while. Yeah, I stayed on shit 10 years after yeah, he left, you yeah. know, but 
I, I remember when Rob departed, and and I can't remember exactly why he left, but I was like, damn, man, this nigga about to go, God damn, you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. all like, you know, I ain't know what, you know, I ain't know what was gonna happen with me, you know what I'm saying? Like for real, because you know, theoretically, the Friday night show was his show. I was just the DJ, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't know what was gonna transition when he left, you know what I'm saying? So soon as Rob left, three weeks later. We're not going to say his name. Nope. <laughs> Our boss gets fired. So, question you know to answer here. That was around the same time, asking for confirmation, I guess, that big corporate radio was Pac-Manning uh, small radio stations, right? Well, okay, well, actually, it, the company before... Was big corporate. Was big, was yeah. super big yeah, corporate. they were super big corporate. Okay. And they happened to, for, for reasons of the laws surrounding monopoly, they sold off a block of radio stations and, and radio properties to uh, to Radio One, basically. Th- that was Clear Channel. And it was by Clear the Channel. Way. Clear okay. Channel. Yeah. Which is now iHeart. Yeah. Right. So they they sold off a bunch of. They sold off the. I was getting ready to start naming stations. They sold off. Name them, nigga. Yeah, name right. them. All right. Okay, yeah, fuck. So, so they start. So they sold off the light. Okay. <laughs> 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 they sold off one hundred three point nine. The light. They sold mm-hmm. off of Foxy, Foxy one hundred seven point one, one hundred four point three, and they sold off K ninety seven point five, which is where me and Dy had our show. And Radio One came in and bought all of them. Now, before before. Uh, <laughs> before uh, Clear Channel bought those three stations, those stations were competitors, mm-hmm. and then Clear Channel came up, came in and bought all three of those mm-hmm. stations. Put them together. Put them together. Because yeah, I look, I remember a time in the past when, um, you know, when Foxy One Hundred Seven and K ninety seven point five were direct competition. Exactly. They were playing the same format. Yeah. They had the exact same format. They both had mix shows or you know, they both had com- competing mix shows right. on Friday nights and Saturday nights. And then when Clear Channel came through and bought them, then you had, you know, you, you had uh came you know you had Foxy going to the throwback. Yeah. Urban they were going contemporary to, going to adult urban contemporary while you had, you know, K ninety seven point five at the time doing you know, going to the quote unquote hip hop and R and B format. I say quote unquote hip hop and R and B format because it was always more R and B at that time instead of hip hop. Man, I remember I remember the time when radio stations was like fuck hip hop. Yeah. Mm. Fuck it. Even 97.5 said, fuck it. I remember the commercial like it was fucking yesterday. This is 97.5, home of R&B. You'll never hear that hip-hop boop here. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I remember that, yeah, yo. Even, I remember look, that. Even though when I was in, look, even though when I was in college, okay, uh, when, I, when I was at North Carolina Central University, Eagle mm-hmm. Pride. Eagles. Uh, yeah, I mean, Foxy, look, Foxy 107, you know, the, you know, they used to play, you know, they used to play mad hip hop. You know, they, you know, that that's where I first heard, um, first heard this, uh, uh, this, uh, 
Dougie Fresh song that was fucking produced by the Bomb Squad. Mm -hmm. You remember the song I'm talking about, right? I mean, and then, you know, Hurricane hit. Next thing you know, Clear Channel came through, scooped it up, and it was uh, adult contemporary. Right. So, exactly. So, it was, so at the time, Foxy was owned by, I think it was uh, Pinnacle Communications Mm -hmm. or something. And no, no, no. 97 was Pinnacle, Pinnacle, and uh, Foxy was, I forget. I forget, man, but they Clear Channel came in and swooped them all up. But before that happened, uh, I used to work at Foxy when it was at Pinnacle, mm-hmm. right? I used to work at Foxy. I used to do you know do the overnight that real small studio, yo. yeah, you know. <laughs> the dude, and then they moved to Gresham Lake and had a humongous studio yeah. with a basketball goal in it and whatnot. But um, anyway, uh, so I was doing the R and B stuff, and we gonna get back to DY in a yeah. second. But it, it's, it's all relative. So I used to do the. Uh, the little R&B stuff at Foxy. They never played hip-hop. They actually had drops saying they didn't play hip-hop mm-hmm. or whatever. I went... So at the time, I'm cool with DVS and all them over at 97. We are competitors at the time. So I used to go over to the studio, hang out with them, and... So, you know, I, I used to get access to the recording studio. I went in there and recorded a diss track. <laughs> <laughs> I went in there and recorded a diss track mm-hmm. and uh, and was running down. I never said their name because I'm working for them. But I start, I was running down. I was dissing the, all the radio stations that didn't play hip hop. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Wink Moody used to play that, that yep. promo. Yep. Yep. And, uh, shout out to Wink Moody. Shout out to Wink Moody and DBS, you know, over at 97 at the time. And uh, then... Then, okay, then after that, Clear Channel came in. Then, you know, a little while later, Radio 1. So now Radio Radio 1 still owns those three blocks of radio stations. But, yeah, man, uh, and, and, and I'm going to briefly tell the story of why I left. is because, uh, you remember Tony G was doing Afternoons? I remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember that. Tony G left and went to South Carolina. Here, here I come. I had just gotten laid off. I was working for First Union Bank at the time. Mm-hmm. This was 2001. I got laid off, wasn't doing anything, and the, our program director, who will, will still remain nameless, mm-hmm. he said, well, come in and take his spot. So, and you know, for a good little while, for several months, I'm doing the afternoon drive at K97. And I don't think this story has ever been told publicly before. So I'm doing afternoon drive at, at K97. And, you know, I'm killing in the ratings. I'm even killing our boy, Cy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout Cy Young. Man, Cy, Cy, Cy Young is yeah. my man. That's my yeah. man, 500 grand. I know DY is going to talk about him in a, mm-hmm. in a few. Definitely. That's my man. I love Cy Young to death. So I'm even beating Cy in the ratings, right? And uh, I go to our program director at the time, like, hey, man, so, you know, I'm doing good in the, in the books, you know, you know, three, two or three books consecutively. What's, what's the deal? And, you know, I got the corporate, you know, you know, line, uh, you know, fiscal year and yada, yada, yada. It's we got to wait. It's funny and, you use the word line, but I'll keep that silent. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, D.Y., he went there, dog. <laughs> he went there, dog. He That's went what I'm there. here for. That's what he I'm here for. He went there. <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. I got the corporate line. Line. <laughs> About fiscal years, you know, and 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 money and, and this, that, and the third. So basically, DY man, and, and this is what happened. I play, I, I gambled, and I mm-hmm. and I kind of low, I low key lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Basically, thinking it was gonna give you the afternoon job. Exactly. Okay. So I just, I just was like, look, I remember I'm, that now. Now as you put that back in my head, 
you was you was you was banking on when you lost that other job mm-hmm. that they was gonna hire you for the afternoon job, right. but they kept stringing you along, bullshit, me along. yeah, bullshit. So I what, remember that. So what I did, I was like, I, I, this is it. I can't, you know. And at the time, I'm, I'm getting ready to get married, mm-hmm. get ready to get a house, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. And at the time, you know how much I was making, bro. I was making eleven dollars and fifty cents an hour. <laughs> you feel me? So I'm like, bruh. So th- they were going to string me along as long as they could because they weren't paying me but eleven fifty, and I wasn't getting any benefits. I was considered part time. Mm. So, you know, I got decent hours doing production and all that type of stuff. But anyway, and then our boy Brian Dawson stepped in. He's been there ever since. Ten, this is yeah. what almost twenty years ago. Twenty, yeah, yeah. yeah it's almost twenty years ago. So that's what happened, man, and and that was the end of our Friday night show, like officially, officially. Yep. I, it was a wrap mm-hmm. then. Because so. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, not hearing you up on, not hearing you on the air for a while, and then, you know, that's when you know Di was still around. Mm-hmm. Dy was still around, and you know, and then it was you know Dy, and you stuck around for a while, bro. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. You stuck around for a while. Ten years. Yeah. So what I want to talk about now, D.Y., I want you to take the floor now. Mm-hmm. What happened in those 10 years leading up to you leaving and then get into, get, get into what's going on now? Yeah. I know some interesting stuff went down <sighs> in those 10. I know some real interesting stuff went down. Yo, I'm going to keep it. Yo, please, it's like, please do. Please do. It's a lot of shit that I can really tell you about about what happened at K97. I'm, yeah, it is what it is. I said it, yeah, it is what it is. When I first, when Rob first left mm-hmm. and the Friday night show was in Limbaugh, like not knowing who was going to be the board op and the host and all that. And I ain't even going to lie about it. He my man right now. He's my nigga. But I'm going to keep, he was one of my biggest haters on some jealousy shit was DVS. Mm-hmm. I'm, I ain't even going to lie about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When Rob left, they put DVS on it and me and him did not marry on that show. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like, yeah, we did not marry at all. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was to a point where it was becoming disrespect while I'm mixing. He's on his cell phone and he turns the music down while I can't even hear myself in the monitors. And I used to look at him like, yo, what the fuck is you doing, man? You, you're killing me, yo. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Those were signs that he showed me. He really didn't give a fuck about what me and him had built on Friday night because remember he was on Saturday night right. with him and King Deuce. If y'all right, remember that, yeah, I remember King, King Deuce. Deuce. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So through that time, I didn't fuck with him like that because I said, "Yo, he's." And I went to the to the to the program director, which was Jose Mac, for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And when we first did the show, when Rob left, yeah, he did. I said, "Yo, Jose." I said, "Yo, this dude don't give a fuck about Friday. He he just here. He just here." I said, yo, he killing me. He killing me. Oh, well, D.Y., you just got to work with him. Y'all y'all to get it right. Y'all to get it right. So for three weeks, I dealt with the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And one, the last Friday before Jose got fired, me and DVS got in an argument on Friday night. Like, this is shit niggas don't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, DV, his hands sweat really bad. I don't know if y'all know this. His hands, they sweat really, really that. fucking bad. That. That's that's my man, and I do know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, he's my he's my nigga right now. Like, he's my dog. But I'm I'm telling you the story of how all this shit transpired. Right, right. It was one Friday. I got real pissed off because he's on his phone and he turns the the, the control room 
for the speakers in the room down and I can't hear myself transition from one record to the next. I'm, I have to go off my headphones, but I still need to hear it in the big joints. Yeah. So I said, yo, man, stop fucking turning the goddamn music down. So he looked at me, nigga, I'm the Michael Jordan of this shit. I never forgot that shit when he said that shit to me, yo. Wow. Never forgot it. Wow. And still to this day, even though he's my nigga, I always think back to like, yo, you gave me the hardest time as being the underdog at that station. You know what I'm saying? For me to come up. You know what I'm saying? So through that time, Hosey Mack gets fired. Hmm. They fire Hosey Mack. And Hosey, and to keep it real, Hosey Mack got fired. Because remember the, during the, during this time, this is when Sunshine Anderson was popping, mm. and I want you to, and I want y'all to remember, I was only eighteen. I was eighteen yeah. years old during all this shit. I was eighteen. I had just turned eighteen, bro, doing all this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like a kid going through this shit. But at the end of the day, I'm still a DJ, and I know what I need mm. as as principles. So Jose Mac gets fired. Cy Young, Cy Young is already on Foxy. They he he's the PD of Foxy. So they promote him to operations they pro- manager. Yeah, they right? promote him to operations manager. So then he's he's program director now of Foxy and, and K97. And K97. I remember that. But yeah. he's he's over all of three stations. All three stations. Jerry yeah. Smith was, was, he was remained over the, the PD he, at uh, the light. He, yeah, I was going to say, wasn't he over the light as well? No, yeah. Jerry Smith was okay. the PD at the light. But uh, Cy is over everything. everything. But he was but he programmed when when, when Hosey left, they promoted Cy to operations manager. He kept his uh, program director title at Foxy. He became program director of K97. And he uh, and Jerry Smith continued to be PD. I think he's PD right now. Yeah, he still of, is. Of 103.9, yeah, he the is. light. But uh, but Sai was the big man. Sai was the, the, he was the, he, the HNIC, basically. Right, you know up, what right up under the general manager, Gary yeah. Weiss. Yeah. So once Sai took position, I went to him and I told him, the headaches I was going through mm-hmm. because me and DV really didn't know each other like that during that time is, you know, so so I chefed it up and he, he, and he hired this kid called knucklehead. I remember knuckle. You know what I'm saying? And he put knucklehead in the position that Rob had and it was a good marriage. I felt like, all right, okay, I'm back with someone who sees the vision for Friday. Like I do. And, and, and then from that point on, the, the marriage was, it was a hand in glove. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We rocking. We rocking. You know what I'm saying? And even with DV, it kind of strengthened me and DV's relationship because we didn't have to work with each other directly. So now it's like, now we building a friendship versus him being more in control. And I, it, it, I don't know if you understand the dynamics I of do. what I'm saying. You know what I I'm do. saying? Yeah, yeah yo. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, because I'm like the little young nigga, hungry nigga in the station, and I'm ready to get shit popping. And he he already been there, so he feels he has seniority over me and shit like that. Look, you know what look, I'm saying? I mean, look, I remember. I'll say this. I remember at that time. At that time, I mean, DV was a mad vet in the game. Mm-hmm. DV, okay. no, he was no, look, 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 no, call it how I say it. He was that nigga out no, here. No, he was. He was. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, call yeah. it what it is. You know I, what I'm look, look yeah. I mean, look, we look, we we go back with DV from the KNC day. Yeah, no like DV okay. was DV yeah. was the fucking man during that time. You know what I'm saying? I was just the underdog. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was the fucking underdog. So you know, then you know, as as time progressed, shit shifted. Mm-hmm. I did Friday. Then when Brian took the afternoon job, I did six o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, this is DV, here's DY. Mm-hmm. 
And then once we came like this, the clashing started again. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was more so a clashing of now I got seniority too. I don't give a fuck what you say. You know what I'm saying? You did your work. Yeah, I put my work in. You know what I'm saying? Like you like niggas don't even know. When Rob Rob put me in the radio game, point blank, period. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't know that. Like Rob put me in the game. And I, I tell any nigga to this day. Oh, trust me. Rob put me in the game. We know that. You know what I'm saying? We know that. So so know? so you know, through through throughout throughout I lost my train of thought, but <laughs> you know, throughout that time, you know what I'm saying? Like throughout that whole time with me and and, 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 and DV, it was always clash, clash, mm. clash. A, a club will call me to do a party. He'll get mad, or they they would they would start calling him. He'll be the second pick. You know what I'm saying? Because I was the type of nigga like DV wanted four five hundred. I said, give me three hundred. I'll do it. I'm hungry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm hungry, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like like real shit. And plus, I had hazardous at the same time too. You know, you know, I'm like, yo, listen, I'm on the radio to pro- promote my music and promote me as as, as 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 a producer and a DJ and shit like that. And you know, it's just excuse me, me we just kept mm-hmm. bumping heads. So finally, with me and DV, it sizzled down when DV when King Deuce left and Deluxe came on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So DV felt he had he had his his version of DY on his show now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, DJ Deluxe, and that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, so now it's like the tension is cool up there. Everything is cool. Yo, what up DY? Yo, what up DV? You know what I'm saying? Shit is cool. You know, hey, hey, they making their noise. Mm-hmm. Me and Knucklehead making our noise. You know what I'm saying? And, you know that, that's. It's more to it. I mean, I got a lot of shit to spill, man. Let me yeah. sit in my beer. <laughs> <laughs> but we go. We yo, go yo, let me let me ask y'all since y'all since y'all talking like this. Okay. All right. So, as far as do you think that that had some type of hindrance towards the, I would say the come up of North Carolina did that kind of hinder you pretty much because you had hazardous and I know you were promoting your joint but at the same token as a as a uh, as a unit everybody together you know what I'm saying I didn't because I know you were you were promoting your stuff but was 97.5 behind you pointing uh, you know doing your stuff well let, let me let me interject real quick before before and I'm gonna let you take the floor we were taking the shit. Yeah, you, you see what I'm what saying. What he said, we, we were taking it. We weren't asking them for permission. I was, I was because promo three sixteen exactly was a part of that because Dynasty produced that track. It was a part of promoting annihilation, and it was it was part of promoting the annihilation record, right. and it was part of promoting hazardous records. Because guess what we were saying in the song? We were saying hazardous. The, the first word in the in the promo was hazardous records. Right. So we were taking the the, the notoriety. You see what I'm saying? We were, ta- but, okay. we were taking that. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Do you feel as though, because me being from Raleigh and listening to the radio, you know, um, it's not my main thing because, you know, I listen to my own shit. But while I listen to the radio during that time, you would rarely, rarely hear hazardous stuff. You would rarely hear uh, uh, um, who else was big uh, at that particular time? Yak food, or you would hear that. Okay, so I'm saying that this. Do you think that 
that division of non-support of a, of that of those radio stations hindered Raleigh from becoming the new Atlanta, becoming you know what I'm saying, yes. becoming that Atlanta new Atlanta before because, Atlanta exactly, was because Atlanta. people 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 always tend to say that we don't we don't you know we don't support each other. Okay, but. How can you do that when the means of getting that music out doesn't support you itself? Okay. Back then. Now, so. I'm, 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 I'm interjecting on that. On a second note, the only thing that, that, that tied me with MCs here was the battles. The, you call in and you do the, 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 phone, the freestyle battles. You do the freestyle battles because then you get to hear the local artists that were doing something or trying to make some kind of noise for themselves. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, do you think that, you know, I know it is, that they stopped you all from taking this movement because that's what it was. Because what y'all what were doing was a movement. And, you know, when corporate came down and saw that movement, they were just, boom, play this list, you play the song list, blah, blah, blah. You know, which takes the power away from the DJs. Well, it's, it's a money thing, man, and, and I'm going to say this real quick, and I want D.Y. to, to uh, interject. Uh, you know, payola is a real thing in radio. Yes. And it, it is not supposed to be. But it's very relevant. But it's very, very prevalent. And it was, pre I mean, listen, man. Are we gonna keep it one hundred? That's generational. I took a couple hundred dollars to play. I took a couple thousand dollars. Whoa, 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 Listen, listen, listen. I, I, you know, here and there, I took you know, come somebody come up to the station, slide me two, three hundred dollars to to run their record, give them some uh, what was it called, BDS? You know what I'm saying? Give them some BDS play, and uh, and and that was it. So to that point. And I'm, I'm going to shut up and let D.Y. talk. To that point, that's why we got shut down, per se. Per se. Mm -hmm. As far as the freedom we had. Because we were playing the wrong shit. And we were playing that record rep nigga Thank shit. You. We yeah. weren't playing that record rep nigga shit. That's what happened. So the record rep came through. was like, well, damn, they playing all this underground shit I ain't never heard of. Why the fuck they ain't playing my record? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's why he called... The radio, that's why he called our program director yep. at the time. And that's why our program director put his foot in our ass. Yep. Because he was getting money to, you understand and what I'm saying? And we weren't playing the shit that he got paid for. Point blank, <laughs> point blank, period. period. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Let's keep it a fucking hundred. Yeah, man. Go ahead, D.Y. I mean, shit, man. That's that's really, really, that's really what the fuck it is, man. You know, it's... I'm going to keep it. Shit really didn't get better for me until, Cy, like I said, until Cy Young got hired. And mm -hmm. speaking about what Tico was talking about with why Raleigh never broke out is because it, if Clip Channel had still owned K97, it could have happened. That I agree with. With, 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 yeah. with Radio 1, they, they, we got on Radio 1 is like, it's, it, and I don't, like God forgive me for saying it, it's niggering. Just, just, just keeping it a hundred. They want, they, they. If you making five dollars, they want peace. They, they, you, you're not gonna get nothing. They, they're not gonna let you evolve. But so big with Radio One. That's just point blank how, how it is. You know what I'm saying? So, and and motherfuckers don't know this, but I tell myself this all the time, right? I only was pressed to get on the radio to play my music from Hazardous. That was my whole mission. My mission. Mm -hmm. You know, after I got in the radio, it, it transpired into me DJing because 
I had stopped DJing. I was DJing in high school. I stopped DJing just straight producing. So, you know, once me and Rob hooked up, you know what I'm saying, it's, 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 it's like, I said, all right, I got an outlet to break my records. You know what I'm saying? I said, okay, okay, here we go. Because I remember one day, I, I was fucking with this dude called Omega Man. And ah. I, remember, I remember when, when, when you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember when, when, when Rob got in trouble, Rob like, yo, yo, D, I think, yo, it's that, it's that Omega Man record you played. I mean, you remember that time when you, you know what I'm saying? I, I had dropped Omega Man on the mix one time. Yo, to keep it real, keep it real. Uh, out of all of the MCs that came through Hazardous Records, he was dope, okay? man. Mega was my mother. Yeah, he was just a weirdo. He was nigga. a weirdo, yo. He was one of them weirdos. He yo. was dope, though, man. You know what I'm he was dope. <laughs> we had a weirdo in our crew too. We understand. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I don't even know about that. Uh, but yo, okay, so, so, Omar. so, 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 what you're saying? So, what you're saying now is that these records X are sort of like I call them. Settled in Negroes. <laughs> Settled in Negroes are the Negroes that have a nice paying job but don't want to lose that job. Exactly. So they'll do whatever they have to do to keep that job. Yep. You know, that goes from corporate all the way down to management. You know what I'm saying? Even in the school systems, there's these Negroes that sit there and don't want any waves or anything like that. So, not, oh, well, anyway, I'm saying. So I'm saying that Negroes, when they get comfortable, and you start to make waves with their money, that's when shit pops off. So are you saying that most of these record execs and most of these motherfuckers, not record execs, I mean, all these uh, radio station execs or whatever, are pretty much just sitting on their hands, just grabbing the checks and, and a, lot of them a, lot, yeah, a, a lot of them more. A lot of them A lot of them more. And now, you know, BDS was the Bible that radio stations use. Now it's, it's called Media Base. You know what I'm saying, and and if it's not top ten on media base, like so, what does that mean? Does that okay, mean like social media okay, and all that? Like, like you know, I, oh, I'm 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 seasoned twenty years in this shit now. You know what I'm saying? So I know all the ins and outs of this shit. So basically, now, like I said, media base is the new BDS what they use to track their records. Like at the end of the day, I've learned. It, it costs four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to have a number one record in the country. Period. Mm. Four fifty. That's from paying the program directors. It, it, it was a time when Radio One first bought K ninety seven. They didn't even have this system. Now they got a new system where payola is a federal crime. Period. It's federal. You go to jail. But Radio One has formatted a company that is called. It's like a promotional company. You pay them to get your record promoted on the radio. So now it's like it's promoted. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, man, that's that bootleg shit. Like, yo, that's like that's yeah. like when you that's like when you, I, I, I yeah. and I and I know that because I used to sell bootlegs. So what do you do is I will give you a nice cover. You were paying for the cover. You're paying for the cover. The music just happens to be there. You know what I'm saying? The ha- the music just happens to be there, but you get the cover. So you're paying ten dollars for the cover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can pay ten dollars for the cover, but the music is free. You know what I'm saying? So that's how you you know that's that loophole you get away. You know what I'm saying? From doing some 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 shit. Because best believe, never mind. So uh, for for people that don't know, uh, BDS is it was called Broadcast Data System, right? Systems, yeah. 
and uh, it it was a way of tracking uh, airplay. spins mm-hmm. in air airplay for a particular record. So if you would play. Uh, Usher's My Way, for example, back in the day, they could track how many times you played the record. And we had this system, D.Y., where uh, if, if you were doing it on the turntables and it wasn't in the correct pitch. Oh, no, me, the green. Right. Remember the, the green. Tw- Technique 1200 had to be, you know, y- y'all know what 1200 mm-hmm. is when, they, when, you, when you pitch go up and down and the green light comes on when you got it right there in the exact. If you didn't have it in the green, it the record would, it wouldn't detect. It wouldn't detect. Yeah, it wouldn't detect. So, so. So the green the the green is uh, right in the middle. It's the perfect pitch on a on a Technique's twelve hundred turntable. So we would play certain records in that green pitch, so they would pick up uh, for BDS. Hmm. Right. How does that? But is that inside the record, or is that inside the? You know what I'm saying? How how how, how do you how how can you you tell that? You know. I'll, bre- I'll break it down. Okay, let's say you and Rob cut a record, and y'all send it in, email it, mail it, mail the CD in, mail, email the MP3 or whatever. The exact speed of the MP3 is how they're going to, when they encode it for BDS, it has to be the exact speed now. So on a Technique 1200, when you put it on the green, that means the speed is exactly like how the record was cut. It was manufactured. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if you sped it up, it's or not going to detect. Or slowed it down. Or slowed it down, it means you've altered the record. So that means it's not going to detect. So, But is that coming from, I mean, how do, I mean I'm trying to figure out the, 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 how do you, is that from the, you say decoding. So is that meaning from like the show that you do? Yeah. So they break it down to zeros and ones, blah, blah, blah. And they can figure out exactly the, the speed that you put mm. the record in. Because I'm talking, cause my, what I'm thinking is there's a, there's a chord that goes to the, to the, to the, to the turntable. No, no I, that, that's not, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm thinking it's it ready to go to the turntable. Or there's something to the mix or, or to the needle. And it allows you to, you know, to to to, to you know, what I'm saying to, to see how that goes. Now you're telling me that if I have to just happen to come up and just and just and just come up with a, a record, right? I just come up with a record and I and, and I and I give you the record. You, as the DJ, can make that happen just by having it put on the speed that it's supposed to be put on. Yes, sir. Because I know back in the days when people worked at uh, record stores. In order to get those sales, they would ring it. You know what I'm saying? To, mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. though you might not be selling shit, you might sell fucking R. Kelly, but up under there, you might have like, you know what I'm saying, another artist, and you just scan his shit too, and they they can figure it out that way. I'm, just, you know, so that's how that goes. That's fucking crazy, yo. Wouldn't that be like anti mix DJ to the core? Um, I'm gonna I'm break it down. Okay, when you when you send a record into BDS, well now which is Media Base. Basically, they take a watermark and put it on the record. They, they, it's, it's, it's just same thing like a fly. You get a flyer back, and he got the watermark hologram on it until you pay for it, and then he takes it off and sends it to you. Okay, they they put a watermark on the record, and the record has to be like I said in the green. When the green light comes on, that means it's, it's the exact speed. So if you speed the record up, and 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 the detection process, and the record is playing too fast. It's not going to detect because you've you've altered the sound. See what I'm saying? That's why you have to. That's why record reps when back when vinyl was relevant, you had to keep the record in the green. 
You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If it didn't hit the green, it's not detecting. And you could you could argue with a record rep all day, like, yo, I played your shit. Yo, man, it ain't detecting. It's not detecting. And that's what and 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 going back to me and DVS, he used to give me records, like, yo, play, yo, can you play this for me tonight? Like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And then he'll argue with me the next day, yo, man, I thought you were gonna play the song for me. Nigga, I did play it. What the fuck you talking about? Man, it ain't detect, man, it didn't detect. You know, you, you gotta keep it in the green, you gotta keep it in the green. You know, I learned all that from him. You know what I'm saying? Keeping real. So yeah. So you, so so now. So now, with media base is different. What they do, they encode the entire the entire song. So it doesn't matter if you speed it up, slow it down, because they have is is it, the technology is so advanced now. If you done, if the record is 90 BPM and you speed it up to 108, it doesn't matter. It's, it's detected anyway. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for listening to Straight to Tape. We continue the discussion in part two with Dy where he talks about hazardous records. He talks about the police visiting hazardous records in connection with a murder. We talk about the fallout, his departure from 97.5, and what he's doing now with his new radio station, Hot 97.9 in Raleigh, North Carolina. Don't forget, join us for Straight to Tape. Part two is coming up. You don't want to miss this.